Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sardashed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, and I'm joined by a fully refreshed Kerry Warbis. How are you, Kerry? What? <laughs> Bloody knackered. What are you on about? Bless you for trying to spin that and polish a turd. <laughs> I'm not that bad, but you know, like, it's Thursday night, I've just finished work, then I did the tweet along, and now here I am. Yes. Would polishing a turd be harder than the polishing that Peggy's exacting standards would in, insist on when Kate and Lillian were going to have to go back there, round there, and yeah. clean up a house that she's already moved out of? Yeah, the lavender furniture polish that Brian was smelling of. She's she's landed lucky though, hasn't she? She's in the laurels with a bay window overlooking the garden and is embracing the whole thing. That's fortunate, isn't it? Is it a bay? Is it a bay window that's stained glass? <laughs> When they mentioned that stunning view of the garden, Tony just went. <laughs> yeah, that's all happened rather neatly, hasn't it? She's off. Mm -hmm. A few more of those cream teas. I think we might be uh, <laughs> might be seeing the end of our peg. Mm. Well, the whole reason I mentioned you might be bright and breezy was because patron listeners will have heard you after your first day back at work, when oh, the only yeah. words you could muster were "Oh dearie, dearie," when I asked you how you were doing. <laughs> You're better than that, at least. I am better than that. I'm good. I'm good. And actually, I've enjoyed the archers. You know, I did say I, I'm not a fan of extreme drama for the sake of it. And there's been sort of no drama this week. And I have to say it's been quite refreshing. One of the common criticisms was when the um, the, the higher ups at the archers changed a few years ago, that they were determined mm. to make it enders with pitchforks. And oh. you know, to some extent, I think people think the Rob storyline mm. and perhaps the Phil storyline were, were elements of that. I don't know. I like a bit of balance. I like a bit of drama. Mm. Grey Gables blowing up. Philip Moss. All of, well, those two stories were directly linked, weren't they? But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Would you say you're dry, not dreary? I know that's your name on the screen in front of me, Kerry. But <laughs> I would hope so. A dry sense of humour and hopefully not too dreary. And you're a roly pony, I know. <laughs> Poor old champion. Dry Not Dreary is almost starting to make me break out in hives the same way that Lark Rise to Candleford being mentioned was. I felt today, if you'd have done a shot every time Jolene or Kenton said it, you would have been flat on your back by the end of Wednesday or Thursday's episode. So you're not a fan of Gulch's Moxie? I thought it was called Felcher's Poxy. <laughs> it is now. Oh, by the way, everyone, I'm going to take a break, but I'm just going to say before we take the break, don't look up chocolate dartboard on the Urban Dictionary. I was going to, and I, know, I can now imagine exactly what you'd find. Chocolate dart is there. Chocolate dartboard isn't. Is it like chocolate starfish? Uh, it's in or the sheriff's badge or whatever. I was about Rusty. to say you're in the area. Rusty literally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. See you in a bit after this message from our sponsors. Okay. Lower Loxley and Casey Meats brings you Borsetshire's premium meat-based chat line. 0800 meet it you better call because i know about spam i can chat about pork i can talk ham if your steak is too tough better chew what you can and meet it just meet it if you want mints don't you buy a damn can come and see vince he's your meaty man if you want some cheap cuts better get in my van so meet it just meet it if burger's your thing, well, I'll tell you my truth. This burger mix I've got, it'll be the proof. If Uncle David's about, don't get on the roof. Just meet it. And meet it. You fancy chicken wings, you fancy the legs. Don't go to the other butchers, they just got the dregs. I once went down dealing wobbly eggs. Well, meet it. Just meet it. Meet it. Oh, 800 meet it. We'll be hanging in the chiller, waiting for your call. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, should we try? Okay. Hey, everyone. Um, Kerry's just looked up what I told everyone not to look up. Yeah. 180. Right. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I watched the darts last night. That, oh, that kid is never 16. He's about 37. Have they checked his bloody bus pass? Well, I hope so. It was good that I enjoyed the, the final. I don't. Know, I didn't know whether you'd have it in Portugal. We didn't. I could have probably found it on some Eurosport channel, but my goodness. He mm. reminds me a bit in appearance of that kid that they interviewed in the shopping centre that time who said Joris Bonson. Do you remember him? <laughs> Yeah, well, me and Max watched it, and it was highly entertaining. Yeah, yeah, no, I love the darts. Uh, we've been talking about mm. getting a dartboard in the house, actually. We're just trying to figure out which part of the house do we want to knacker the most without caring about it. Did you know that you can actually get stands for your dartboard, so you don't have to attach it to a wall? I was, I was actually looking them up before Christmas. Oh, okay, I'll look That's into that. Good, it? It's like a tripod thing. Well, it's funny you mentioned darts. We're mm. wheeling back from chocolate dartboards which was the prize on New Year's Eve mm. that Team Brilliant won. Brian actually had fun, didn't he? He wasn't sure whether he would at the bull. He was all for staying at home, but Lillian coaxed him out. I quite liked that episode, Sundays. Mm. You know, like we said, sometimes you just want an episode in the bull, don't you? But would you be annoyed if you found out someone had, you, had been... You'd notice if someone was slipping you alcohol-free booze, wouldn't you? Yes. By about the third one. I was going to ask you that earlier on. Surely, have they, have they paid for this pint? Well, he gave them a free one to start as a social experiment, didn't he? Yeah. And then they kept asking for the same and he was charging. If they liked it and didn't notice, I suppose it's okay. Tony came in and went, oh, is that a new ale on tap there, Kent? And he went, yeah, it's a new alcohol-free IPA. You want to try it, Tony? He was like, no, fuck off, Kent. Find Shires, please. <laughs> Just pass that shit off on me on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Funny time to start that old dry, not dreary thing. Yeah. New Year's Eve. Like, wait a bit. Just one, wait one night. What do you think of it as a slogan? It's not good, is it? It doesn't trip off the tongue. I think they've ripped off when the late Burt ran for parish council against Jazza, and that was Fry, not McCreary. Badger! Badger! Bloody hell, Matthew. I was quite excited at the at hearing that there are Wayne's pork scratchings. He made crackling, didn't he? Yeah, that's good. And Kenton and Tracy, I think it was, were having a chat about the fact that Paul is staying on, despite Denise returning to Lovell James. I don't think they've met Paul, because he said, Paul will love it in here tonight. We're going to have traditional games, ales and bar snacks. <laughs> Yeah, there's not quite enough glitz and glamour there, is there? Not really. But they were pleased that he's going to be staying around, so that was nice. Any other standouts from New Year's Eve? I like the bit where Lillian suggested that Brian could run for parish council or on the Flower and Produce Committee, and he was like, stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, darts, yes. Yeah, maybe. I did like the old Lang Syne singing at the end of the episode. And they, they were sort of cheersing to absent friends and to each other. And I it actually did sort of touch me a little bit. Yeah, I get that. I get that feeling. Mm, the singing was nice at the end. Yeah, I tend to get that before Christmas, actually, the whole absent friends thing as well. Oh. It kind of always hits me a bit, but, you know. Well, it's a time of coming together. <laughs> and But it does, it just highlights, doesn't it, who isn't there? We we raised a glass to our Uncle Zig and stuff like that. You just do, don't you? It's it's nice. Yeah, I was thinking that um, like this Christmas was the in the week before Christmas 20 years ago. 
Mm. Me and some friends drove across, right across the whole of the middle of Australia through the desert to get to Sydney on Christmas Eve. And we were in the pub in Sydney by 6pm on Christmas Eve. And one of those people isn't with us anymore. So, you know, it's just something oh. you think about. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I like, I like that. And John, yep. they were saying that John would have been 48. 48. Yeah, Tony reminded them of that, didn't he? Like, I hope you all raised the glass to John. He would have been 48. And the other two just pretty much carried on talking. Yeah, anyways, I'm saying. Yeah, anyway, when are you going to the tip, Tony? <laughs> you better hurry up. Didn't he say he was going to swing by the tip to pick up Pat? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, do you know what? We haven't played the jingle in a while. Ah, get it done. Pat chat. Pat when he arrived in the village shop mm. on Monday and he was like, Brian, Brian, I've made a terrible mistake. I thought Brian would say, uh, well, that was in 1974, Tony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you would have got used to a banner. <laughs> he said to Henry, he was like, I get very nervous as well. The first time going out with your granny and the second time. In fact, every day since then, <laughs> Whenever uh, I see Henry, <laughs> my entire life is just a massive anxiety panic attack. And he equated that kind of anxiety with changing a nappy as well. <laughs> well, that, that birthday party sounded bloody awful to me. Tony was bloody great with Henry, though. He was really, really lovely to him, I thought. He's better when Pat's not around, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the birthday party did. It changed all the time, didn't it? One minute it was pizza, then it was going to the cinema because she got wind that Henry wanted her nowhere near his birthday. She sent him to this walking in the trees thing. Hadn't Henry just assumed that the pizza was his birthday? And in fact, that, was, that wasn't happening. But she spoke but... about going to the cinema, didn't she? Yeah, she's taking Jack to that, wasn't she? Oh, right, okay. Maybe that was a decoy, I don't know. But I thought Henry had just jumped the gun and assumed that that was going to be his birthday and that was I it. See. But instead, they're going on a nail-biting zip wire through the trees. Yeah, for five minutes and then a hot dog and some hot chocolate. What an awful combination. Yeah. <laughs> they said when they saw Kira later, she was covered in mud and full of beans. I was like, has Brian been cooking for her? <laughs> hey, you don't get started on the beans on toast. Well, I, I've had my bit to say about that on the patron. Yeah. It's starting to freak me out how many times beans on toast is getting mentioned in the archers recently. Um, but Henry was, he was chuffed, wasn't he? He had that anxiety that was quashed by Tony. Henry and Helen had a lovely chat where she said she recognised why he might be feeling this way. And they've got to grab life. And he, what did he say? Feel the fear and do it anyway. I've got a friend whose surname is Fear. <laughs> Actually, I did at um, primary school. Don't think he'd approve of that message. Well, he might actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit dangerous that really, isn't it? Yeah. If you take it to an extreme. Yeah. And then meanwhile, on that day, Tony was getting in a right old state about the um, clothes, wasn't he? How would you cope with that, though? Pretty much all of your clothes had been binned. Not great. It was a bit. Why was he doing that on New Year's Eve as well? Because Kate said, like, I had no idea. Dear, he'd be going to the tip on New Year's f***ing Eve. And it had bits and pieces in it. So would it? Would you not know that it wasn't Peggy's stuff? I think he was hoping it was Peggy's stuff. Uh, well, yeah. Probably thought it was loads of first take VHS tapes that she'd made <laughs> over the years for Tony. Hello, Tony. Mm. You twat. You've always been my least favourite. <laughs> I remember that time we run you over with the tractor. Have you noticed in all the photographs you're standing on your own at the side? And the ones that you are stood next to us, we've scribbled out your face. <laughs> yeah, um, she was she was rightly angry about that. It would be upsetting, wouldn't it? Because it wasn't just clothes. It was this bloody wristband from Glastonbury when she'd given birth. If it's that precious, why have you put it in a bin bag? Oh, it was in a coat pocket, wasn't it? I mean, if Jacob was canny, he can go on eBay right now and there's someone selling a Glastonbury 98 wristband oh. for £25.99. <laughs> That's a funny yeah. price. It is. Okay. But has it got sort of afterbirth on it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I would 
have to say, Kate was describing it as like, and I wandered out of that beautiful sunlit field of Avalon. Have you ever seen a photo from Glastonbury 1998? It was one of the biggest <laughs> mud bath weekends <laughs> there ever was in the history of the festival. It was hell on earth. Ooh, yes, not in Kate's world. As she left clutching her lovely baby, who she then couldn't be asked looking after. Yeah. Bless Tony. They did make they make amends, didn't they, with lots of vouchers and nice messages. Brian, Tony and Lillian and good old Jacob. He nicely built up the fact, you know, and then we went and then we searched and, you know, we thought it'd probably be in the house. So we looked and she's like, and was it? And he went, no. <laughs> no, we didn't find it. <laughs> no, sorry, mate. I mean, it, yeah. was this, it was his gag culture comic timing coming back all over again, isn't it? He's learned how to spin a yarn now. Not half. He did another one as well, didn't he? Said when he said, um, "If it's any consolation, I don't think they would have let you take anything from the tip, even if you had found the right bag." And Kate was like, "No, it is not any consolation." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wouldn't open with it, Jacob. <laughs> Lee bought Henry a light-up globe with a hidden camera. That was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was supposedly a wow gift. That wasn't it. And Tony also mentioned to Henry, he said, it was good of you, Henry, to spot that lame cow. And I thought, well, they're looking through the viewing window. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, is that another Pat joke? What's she done? Twisted her ankle, skidded on some soup. What did you think of the mention of Rochelle's pyjamas? There was a few Ooh. Rochelle clangers this week, weren't there? Yes, there were. There were indeed. Before we go on to Rochelle, though, I just want to talk the other presents that Henry got. He got a PSG coloured cake, didn't he? That Helen had baked. What are their colours? They're the French colours. Our red, white and blue. Henry said, I'm sure it'll be just as good as one of Fallon's cakes. You know, that uh, person whose life has been totally ruined by Uncle Tom. <laughs> yes, and they put a fizzing fountain on the cake. That's a bit exciting for Helen, isn't it? Not like a massive sparkler. Yeah, not like her at all. Helen was playing some weird video game at some point, wasn't she? The music sounded like the Factotron and they were playing away. <laughs> yeah. And she went, oh, 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 no. Never been melted by two giant watermelons before. And I thought, I'll probably add that in the diary. <laughs> Didn't get round to it. Yeah, I'm sure Kentin has. <laughs> Jolene tit-gag there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the Rochelle thing. So first, well, she was giving Kate Rochelle's Christmas mm. present pyjamas with, what did they have, reindeer Santa hats on them or something. Mm. And she went, oh, I must have just bought them in a sale and forgot. And then she was going to go home and... They brought up Rochelle again and she went, oh, well, you know, she she went to her husband's parents. It, it's their turn. I thought, well, it, when was it ever Joy's turn? Yeah. And then she said, I will have that drink, Brian. Yeah. It was like something shook her about that line of questioning. Yeah. Actually, now that you've mentioned my daughter. Yes. I mean, it's just like screaming into the void, speculating about this. But a lot of people think, you know, she's dead. She's in jail. They don't talk anymore. Someone quite cleverly remembered recently that when George lit the post box on fire, mm. Joy had sent off a bunch of photos in a letter to Rochelle that were in there. Would you buy pyjamas and wrap them up for a dead person? If you're in complete denial, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Would you then give them someone else? Maybe it was the, the action of giving them away to Kate that made her think, right, I'm going to have that drink. Yeah, could be, couldn't it? It's all very mysterious. I, I hope we actually get the bloody answer to this one. I mean, it's been rolling on for years, hasn't it? I would guess people no longer think she's in MI6. Joy, that is. <laughs> I don't know. I, have, I wouldn't rule that out still. <laughs> a lot of people thought she was like a sleeper agent watching Philip, didn't they, for a long yes, time? Yes, because loads of pizza mm. boxes were outside her house. Yes. They? They're all on stakeout. The, the cops. Yeah. I mean, Mick's had a few mentions recently, but he was off at his brother's for Christmas, so... Yeah, she was slightly odd about that with her voice as well. Did you not detect that? Are they all buried under the hot tub? She spent New Year's Eve all by herself, didn't she? With her new diary, which she'd written her New Year's resolutions in the front of. Now, what on earth are they going to be? Stop pretending I have a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Brian sounded quite envious of her night, didn't he? Almost like he wanted to be there himself. Well, wouldn't that be lovely? Yeah, Got to get past Mick first, though. Easy. Brian can get past him. 
Do you think Brian could beat his status quo anecdotes? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's nothing. I met the Baron Knights once. <laughs> it would be lovely, wouldn't it? I don't know what the age difference is between the pair of them. I think it's within 30 years, but yeah, sizable enough, I'd say. I just want Joy to be happy. Oh, we all want that. I'm not sure she is fully. Her ability to help Ben that time when he was having yeah. the trauma on the green. Mm. I do wonder if she has some past experience of helping yeah. with that. So who knows? Until they roll it out for us, we're just not going to know, are we? So Similarly, when will we find out that Harry is inside champion? I've, I've been saying it for two weeks now. Now we've discovered mm. that the reason that Martha was so distressed was because she saw two halves of a pantomime horse. I mean, that was pathetic, wasn't it? I'm sorry. I reckon like her speech hasn't formed properly yet and she's screaming, Harry, no, Harry, no, when she sees the pony. <laughs> yeah, when it, when it was like, horsey, no, horsey, no. Yeah, horsey, Harry, no, horsey, Harry, no. <laughs> <laughs> How she's three, isn't she? I mean, do you take a three-year-old to a pantomime? That's one question. They said she was two tonight. Is she, is she about to be three? Well, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. It's very young to go to a panto, isn't it? Why was the pantomime horse in the entrance way of the place that they were seeing the panto? Yeah, I'm a fag. <laughs> Would you then be afraid of all horses because of that? Or would you just think, oh, there's a man? With a horse outfit on. I know there's some families in America that have sued Disney because their kids went to Disneyland and then saw like Mickey round the back taking his head off and having a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite funny, isn't it? Harry got a little mention, didn't he, tonight? He tried to ring Alice and oh, Chris good. said, does he, does he know you're with me? Mm, I reckon he did. I've been with a partner and the ex has rung purposefully to spoil times in Paris. But what about us? Badger! We'll always have Paris. Yes, there was no need to ring us, but they did. Which, yeah, trying to, trying to stir things up, isn't it? Yeah. Why doesn't Chris just turn around at some point and say, oh, by the way, Harry uh, booked me for a job over at his place and didn't come clean about who he was? Or does he, is he just helping Harry out by not mentioning that? I don't know. Is he holding that as an ace card to say later? I don't know why he's not said it. I really thought he was going to Thursday night's episode. Yeah, strange. You talking about that Disney um, experience where Mickey Mouse took his head off. I've just started watching Succession. And in the first episode, that character who's <laughs> Greg. It's not exactly Disney yet. Well, throws up through the eye hole. Yeah, well, they're all riding his back. <laughs> yeah, and he's going f off to the carriage. Just started watching Succession. I'm almost at the end of season four, which mm. is currently the, the latest season. I love Greg. Well, I'm not going to say too much, but your opinion on him might change. Well, probably. I, I'm really hoping at this point, having only watched one and a half episodes, um, that he soon is in charge of things somehow. Very funny. We're laughing a lot. It is. It's real laugh out loud funny stuff. Mm. I mean, the most fascinating thing for me about Succession is that the Murdoch family actually hired lawyers to find out who was leaking their family details because too many things that happened to them in real life were showing up in Succession. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, good. And yeah, it makes you think about all those times they were like, ah, oh, he's stepping down and the boys are taking over with Murdoch, mm. and that is. And it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And you think, oh, what happened there? Why did he stay on? And then you watch Succession, you think, oh, I think I can see exactly yeah, how that went down. pricks. <laughs> this month at the Bull, renew yourself with the fashion event of the year. So far, Martin, Gibson, and Monroe wearing Peggy's pantyhose. Brian, Aldridge, Jimmy, Dean, strutting round in Chelsea's jeans, Pat, Jill, Angeline, fucking Sid in a shower scene, Tony, Archer, Fred Astaire, rocking David's vintage flares, they had style, they had grace, Alan Franks in see-through lace, Emma, Grundy, Tracy too, behind the bar in pink tutus, ladies with attitude, Justin in a fetching snood, don't just stand there, let's get to it, Ed just bought some veggie suet. Rogues. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Going back to the pony, Jacob scouted this pony. I know. Headhunted it. Yeah. Got loads of, you know, telephoto lens photos of it for Chris, which he then showed in the pub. <laughs> and now he comes in, they're like, uh, Jacob, this pony's a bit of a, a, <laughs> a fat munter, mate. And he was like, oh, yes, he is, actually. He didn't even prod him, did he? Just looked at him and went, yeah, I think you might be right. Isn't it his job to spot that? Well, yeah, exactly. And he said, oh, well, I'll come and have another look at it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> he didn't want to be there, did he? He was like, yeah, all right, see you, mate. I'm out of here. So Chris has dropped somewhere between three to five grand we think on a fat pony that is two-year-old doesn't want to go anywhere near because <laughs> she's traumatized i mean they could always i don't know sell it to rosie for a quid <laughs> for dinner <laughs> not for dinner <laughs> to ride kerry <laughs> we're not animals <laughs> well he is <laughs> speaking of, there was another birthday wasn't there mentioned apart from henry's was Mia's. What did you think of her present that she's going to get from Brad? Because when they said, oh, he wants, he wanted to light up her face with his gift, I thought he's got her a fucking torch. <laughs> the, the exact quote was her face is going to light up when she opens it. Justine suggested on her Facebook he's bought her a fridge. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> she's got vegan boots. Yeah, I did a nice tweet with a picture of some pineapples on someone's feet. Yeah, they looked those. wonderful. But the gift that he's getting is taking her to that. Fa oh no, he, she, she's, he's got her involved in running the Renew Fashion Show thing. Is that a gift? No, has he? I thought his her, his gift is still a secret at this point. And the, the 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 two sisters, Tracy and Emma, have decided to rope her into that. Oh right, okay. I bloody hope so. I thought Brad's gift is still clandestine. We don't know. I like Chelsea. Is just you know. <laughs> Not even raising one finger to give Brad shit these days, is she? And he said, like, you know, maybe like Mia could get involved in a local project, improve something. She went, what, your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to hear them together with their tea towel yeah. from Cleethorpes. Yeah, I was waiting for some it. other kind of Whitstable type link coming in, but it didn't happen. But do you, do you reckon Kate is going to get her replacement clothing from the Renew fashion show? Or she, she'd rather be seen dead in that stuff. Well, you think it's a tidy coincidence, don't you, that they're having this yeah. fashion yeah. show? I reckon someone's going to show up from Felpers and Tip going, here, we had a right bunch of weird crap <laughs> dropped off here the other day. You can use this if you want. Flog this. Yeah, maybe. Might be good if it turns up. Yeah, so the fashion show is happening soon. Can't remember when. The dinner is happening at Lillian's as well, with more and more guests being invited. Not Chris. We're breaking up the recording of the pod, so that's going to happen on Friday. So we'll do a little Friday insert. Yeah, I like the bit where she said, you know, camera. Jacob desperately didn't want to go to that, did he? But boy, am I glad he is, because I want him to 
ask Harry some very direct questions over that dinner table and sort of suss him out, pick him up, pick him up on a few things. Yeah. Come on, Jacob. When uh, Lillian said, you know, it's it's a real low point when all the decorations come down. You went, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I find the sudden starkness calming. Yes, yes. I know exactly what he means. I don't agree, he says. He, I mean, he, he had about three different excuses to get out of it, mm. and he couldn't, could he? I mean, Justin has no. flu. I think I don't think I can. I'll have to check mm. my diary. <laughs> and when you get the bloody message, yeah, but she bloody emotionally blackmailed him, didn't she? Saying, "I think it's just what Kate needs." And what? Because she lost some clothes. Well, it's bollocks, isn't it? Obviously. But Lillian's very persuasive, isn't she? She won't take no for an answer. That's the kind of horrible woman she is. But she doesn't see herself as horrible, does she? She sees herself mm. as uh, funny and naughty, which is how oh, they described Martha. And she went, just like her. What is she? What is she? A great aunt? Great aunt. Yeah. Well, you know, the word great is doing some heavy f***ing lifting there. Yeah, and change that A on aunt. <laughs> have you ever seen the episode of curb your enthusiasm when it's left to larry yes to, to put the obituary for the yeah. ant it's very funny and you can guess what happens yeah <laughs> oh do you need two people to stock take crisps in the bull the division of labor there was a bit odd wasn't mm, it yes and they said that they were felt felt like they were back in school in the, yeah, in the um, tuck shop or something yeah because didn't emma say she always used to offer to help out in the art store cupboard and then mm. tracy said she used to go out around the back for a smoke and then emma said i feel like kenton's going to come in any moment and give us a detention wouldn't that be a detention <laughs> Emma sounded like she was there with Tracy in that scene. But when it switched to Emma, Tracy and Kenton in the pub, Emma seemed to be in a completely separate location. I need to listen to that again, Matthew. You did say that. And that yeah. And the scene with Alice and Chris and Emma that followed on from that, because there was a point where they said something about Emma and she went, I am here, you know. <laughs> well, maybe because she, because she went past in that car so fast, the centrifugal force affected her voice pipe well she's entered the mother can say she's entered the multiverse <laughs> they're a bit she where they said uh, by, didn't she? i was expecting a big crash yeah she sounded like she was hearing it down the lane didn't she yeah yeah before emma revealed the no horsey no horsey thing there was that moment where uh they said that well you know i'm horsey you're horsey maybe martha's decided to rebel she's gonna <laughs> go and work in an embroidery factory and i was like no she'll go and work in a french abattoir if she wants to rebel me <laughs> Yes, yum yum. <laughs> Is it Cheval? Cheval? un Badger. One of them's hair, possibly. I don't know. It was a long time since I did my O level French. All right, Kerry, let's have a little break and then we're going to have a few words to say about Friday's episode. Lovely. All geared up, bad cop, vet cop, as Kate and Jacob go to work on Harry and pick him apart. Mm. And we got none of that. I was gutted. I, I was properly looking forward to an episode for once. It was nothing. It was mocktails. You know, a bit of a surprise thing at the end, but uh, not what I was hoping for. They better do the dinner party on Sunday's episode somehow. Yeah, Tracy was trying Kenton's classic mocktail. It was a mojito, wasn't it, basically? Yeah, virgin mojito. She said, yeah. shake it up and she went, oh, like going all Tom Cruise style. And I was like, what? Believing that you were born from an alien soul that dropped. <laughs> Scientology. What's that all about? About that, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's the crux of it. There's a very good book, actually, which came out when I was living in Ireland from a guy who escaped the Church of Scientology. And wrote about mm. kind of how it works and what it really is at its core. Uh -huh. I, it always pains me that Beck is one of those. Yeah. One of the most prevailing stories about it is that it's people go into it get, and get intensive therapy and open up their deepest, darkest secrets. And the higher up the ladder you go, the more you tell and the more you're in hock to them. So you can't really get out. And you're opening your deepest, darkest wallet at the same time. Aren't yeah. You? Exactly. Uh, well, Beck's dad is a Scientologist, isn't he? So I, I oh, think I he's that. completely to blame. Yeah, Juliet Lewis is a Scientologist as well. I just find it completely bizarre. I always thought she was cool. But I know that Scarlett Johansson was courted by Tom Cruise before Katie, whatever her name was, the, the one oh, yeah. he was with, who had posters of him on her wall when she was a little girl. Um, and she said oh. that 
she went on a date with Tom Cruise and she was like ushered into a side room where a bunch of Scientologists interviewed her for an hour and she just went, it's too f***ing weird. Not doing this. <laughs> oh my God. Do you think Miles is a Scientologist? Titchener. Yeah. Maybe the planning permission is to build a Scientology arena, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> a horse Scientology arena. I'd be up for that. It's like a, a, a two-way project between him and Shula just to get Lillian back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe Horsey Harry's the head of the Horsey Scientology gang. Well, there's someone we didn't bloody hear from tonight. I know. It's really annoying. And also, what about the fact that Olive went, I have only been dealing with solicitors and surveyors, and this woman came round, and now I found out Miles Titchener's bought it all. Is that quite normal, having only ever bought and sold homes could you sell something to someone without ever knowing who it was yeah jester's yeah. comedy club in bristol was bought by an unknown buyer much to the dismay of everyone who lived around the area because it was such a popular spot and then mm. it turned out tesco extra had bought it oh. via intermediary well they're not very funny are they no uh and it wasn't very funny for them because there were like, massive riots in bristol for them daring yeah. to put another tesco e extra when there were like several in walking distance bloody hell hey matthew there was a thing on bristol on radio 4 this morning and uh, i was going to whatsapp you and then got all busy at work have you heard of the bristol hum I have heard, I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, have you? Yeah. Did you hear the Bristol hum ever? I don't consciously think I did, but I know lots of people who thought they mm. could, even to the point where it kept them awake at night. Yeah, this poor woman had heard it for months and months and months, and then it stopped for three months, and she felt all relieved, and then it bloody began again. It's like a sort of tinnitus thing. There's several theories in, in like the way that Bristol sits surrounded by several motorways that it creates this kind of like sound valley. There's other theories that it's the some kind of industrial machine running at Rolls-Royce that kind of sends oh. this low because the, that's like British Aerospace Rolls-Royce. Concorde, like the engines were made in Bristol. Mm. And there's a theory that there's something running up there. My dad used to get calls at work saying like, we know that you're pumping gas down from the north. And it's and he's like, oh. yeah, all right, mate. He used to get conspiracy theories. <laughs> Um, from people in the middle of the night and he'd be like excellent when he saw their name come up on the screen he was like excellent i'm gonna have some a great time here Done with this yeah. lot. but there are i mean apparently there are other hums around the country i mean maybe because people don't change their clothes very often oh. yeah it's a fascinating thing because there are people who are obsessed with it mm. to the point where they're like this is ruining my life yeah and their partner will be like can't hear a thing fascinating isn't it that different people are affected in such a way yeah is there a brighton hum no not that i'm aware of anyway maybe everyone else in brighton can hear it but i can't <laughs> <laughs> only after you've gone to sleep kerry can they hear it mysteriously <laughs> my snoring <laughs> do you think the there's a borsuch hum well there, there's going to be an ambridge hum soon because we're, we've got you know meet the titchners they're a loving farming family so rob requested this purchase so we're gonna have fun bruce rocking around going for i can I'd like to see him coming into the tea room <laughs> telling tom oh. exactly what he thinks of his cauliflower eclairs i yeah. think you have failed as a man tom <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting oh, look so at me when i tell you this <laughs> So this planning permission, we well, we don't know, do we? Whether it's a house or Church of Horse Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we have to give credit to someone, and we'll have to go back and look them up because we've had a little mm. search around before we started. When we did one of our patron episodes, and we were like, "Tell us your maddest predictions," someone did say that Miles or the Titchener family will buy Grange Farm and build an enormous mausoleum to rob. <laughs> And we had we had a vision of it being an enormous wedge of cheese, didn't we? Like a huge oh, yeah. bronze cheese-shaped pyramid. Just to piss Helen off even more. We were really holding out for that dinner party around at the Dower House, though. We didn't bloody get it. I hope we're not going to have to just imagine the bloody thing. We riot if that happens, Kerry. Yes. I'll tip my table up. Anything else from tonight? I mean, obviously the Titchener's have bought the land. There was a good Eddie phrase, which I thought was a euphemism. I've just dropped a load of logs off at the farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. I hope well, you wiped properly. Clara's chilly will do that to you. <laughs> then there was a little chat about the Renew fashion show. Brad being lovely. Yeah, apparently they're going to 
Mia's particularly happy that they're going to reduce their carbon footprint by using local models. So does that mean we're going to see the Earl of St. Germans going down the catwalk in a feather boa? <laughs> You're obsessed with that bloody train. It's a local model. It is a local model, isn't it? Tony will be there controlling it. <laughs> There'll be a little rail track up and down the catwalk. Will it have Kate's wristband attached to it? Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of uh, speculation about... You know, her clothing reappearing at this fashion show. I, I just thought she's going to buy some stuff to replace the clothing. But no, no, no. People reckon it's going to show up because some bin dippers will have found it. I hope I haven't made an ad about this. Oh, have you, Matthew? <laughs> well, I might have made two separate ads. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, well, yeah, so it, was, uh, it wasn't quite the crescendo to the week we thought it was because we thought about knocking it on the head on Thursday and we're like, no, let's come back. Something, yeah. something big will happen. And apparently the continuity guy did say yesterday, you find out Helen's troubles aren't over mm. tomorrow, but... I mean, at that point, you could almost predict what was going to happen, couldn't you? Yeah. What's her face? Joy. I can't believe I said what's her face about Joy. She did reveal that she's been hurt in the past, didn't she? She doesn't know whether to take the next step with Mick. Don't. There's a simple answer to that. <laughs> Do not. He's, in my mind, sort of equitable with Sykesy. Oh, They might okay. as well be the same sort of person, really. Did you notice Neville's at home with a raging stomach bug after drinking all that Felcher's pox? What's it? Yeah. <laughs> Moxie. He's all moxied yeah. up. Yeah. He's dropping his logs off at the farmhouse. Good and proper. I don't think he made it to the farmhouse. Or logs, probably. <laughs> slurry more like all right Kerry. well i think we've given that all the attention it deserved should we uh yeah. take a little break and then chat about our socials yeah that'd be lovely hey there down here at borchester tip we've got a little new year new age special going on we're calling it our cosmic clear out see we've recently come into some items of the bohemian variety and we'd like to pass those savings on to you the finest bongs in all of Borsetshire, the best dream catchers this side of Darrington, and 57 fleeces with wolves on them. This is a first come, first served event, bit like the charade that is Glastonbury these days, so don't delay, get your freak on you hippie capitalist swines. Oh, and bring money. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag, say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So, socials, what order are we going to do it? Well, you can find us on Twitter at the Cider Shed Pod, and Blue Sky is, we are at the cidershedpod.bsky.social. I'll have you know I have it in front oh, of me. Oh, I wrote it down just in case you couldn't remember <gasps> how to say it. Oh, darling, that's nice of you. Our Instagram is the same as our Twitter, which is at the Cider Shed pod. I did mention this on the Patreon, but I will say this now as well. We got an absolutely lovely voicey from Yasmin Bushby in Australia, just thanking, thanking us and saying how much she enjoys the pod and saying like she knows it must be bloody hard work. And she's right, you know, so we're very grateful for that. Mm. Thanks for that. If anyone ever does want to leave us a voicey, that's the best way to do it on Instagram. There is really no recourse for actually taking yeah. the audio and then putting it onto the podcast. But like, you know, it's nice to hear someone's voice, isn't it? Occasionally. And thank you. We've had a couple of them on Facebook as well over the years. But yeah, thanks for that, Yasmin. And thanks to everyone that partakes in our Instagram. We do have a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast. Yeah, a couple of things that popped up on our Facebook recently. Dave Howard said, uh, so tonight can we have Tony and Helen listing the vegetables they've eaten over the past week? They do listing very well. <laughs> As for Kate and Henry and his hashtag, nobody talks like that. <laughs> True. Pam sent a picture of what I can only describe as a cake wreck, suggesting that was the <laughs> cake that Helen had made for uh, 
Which is, I think it's got happy birthday written very, very badly. Have you ever seen that? Caterex.com. Oh, no. Sounds good. People who've been asked to make Chewbacca and stuff like this, and it comes out looking absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Angelo Radice said, Harry Chilcott runs an equestrian yard, but puts his niece's horse out for livery to a different one. What kind of yard does he have? Uh, Why does he make my skin crawl? Why, for the first <gasps> time in my life, am I on the same wavelength as Kay? Yes. See, we we are aligned on that, definitely. It is odd how the horse is put elsewhere, but also that no one in horse world of Ambridge has ever heard of Harry. Pat Brown mentioned that Adam Wincott, who plays Adam, is also playing Henry Crawford in Mansfield Park on Radio 4 Extra and said he's bloody great in that <laughs> and suggests that something weird happens to him when he plays Adam. <laughs> so, yeah, uh-huh. so that's all on our Facebook group, The Cider Shed Podcast. Get involved there. Kerry. Our Instagram page often posts up reviews. Do we have any new reviews? We do. We have two brief ones uh, that have dropped in. One is from Old Mary from the Dairy. Oh, yeah. And the title of that review is Lovely Memories of Roy. And um, Old Mary says, great pod again. Just love you guys. Looking forward to all your pods in 2024 with a little smiley face with all hearts around it. Oh, nice. Emoji. And then we've got one from Heather Bear. And they've written simply the best as the title. And the review is, you've heard the rest. Now listen to the best. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah, so thanks for all of those guys. Thank you very much for taking the time to do that. Yeah, we're really grateful for that. We've got a Patreon where you can support us. You get If you become a Patreon, then you get the main podcast early and without corporate ads. You get our silly ads in there, but not the, the corporate ones. And you also get midweek specials when we do them as well. Uh, our midweek special this week really went off the rails a bit, Kerry, didn't it? I did write that in the description <laughs> just to warn people. We've had a couple of responses, which I'll get to on the next Patreon, where people were giving us strange village names from around England. So yeah, www.patreon.com forward slash the cider shed is where you can support us. There's a range of different levels you can do it. I've got to get this name right because I second checked it. Lisa Debrelay. Oh yes, I've met her. Lovely woman. She said, hi, very happy to finally be part of the Patreon gang. Then she said, sorry, it's not more every month, but still a student, oldest one in town. Told her afterwards, like, honestly, anything is appreciated. We don't mind. Mm. So she said, yeah, just submitted two incredibly boring essays and completed a medication exam. So now time to kick back and catch up on everything on here, including all the gossip. Happy New Year to you all. And thanks again for all the shits and giggles and burps. You are fab. Kiss, 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 kiss. I did write back and say like, hey, Lisa, thanks so much for getting involved. Never feel the need to say sorry. It means loads to us at any level one thing though let me know how to pronounce your surname so i don't murder it on the podcast because you know we all remember <laughs> radice gate so yeah lisa this is for you lisa Tableau, signing up to our patreon lisa Tableau, we think we love her thanks lisa from the cider shed. From the cider shed. From the cider shed. From the cider shed. De brulee. Yeah, she wrote de brulee. She broke mm-hmm. it down, and she said it's. She said it rhymes with creme brulee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for that, Lisa. Thanks so much. Another person that signed up for our patron was Andrew Marchetti or Marchetti. I'm never sure if I'm getting that right. We'll let the jingle maker decide what his name is. So, Andrew, massive thanks for getting on board. And this is for you. Andrew Marchetti. We welcome you into the Cider Shed Patreon Inner Sanctum. This is definitely not a cult. We promise. Please take a seat, a beanbag, or simply lay gently on the soft, soft floor. We are here with you and are eternally grateful. Now, Andrew, let's be as one. Not a cult. Honest might. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yet another Patreon supporter. The more the merrier. Come on board. It needn't cost you very much at all. And we really, really are appreciative of any support. Thank you. Aye, aye. I second that emulsion. 
Okay, just quickly, our Fantasy Football League, going into the second half of the season, wild cards are now available again, everyone, so you can change your entire team for night if you fancy it. Did you know that, Kerry? Did you ever use that in the first half of the season? I didn't. No, no, no. Yeah, things are going really bad. You can do it. I got 79 points last week. You'll be doing it then. I got 79 points last week. Lad, well done. Oh, yeah, you're... Where are you? Oh, yeah, 33rd. Top of the table, FC James, the unstoppable James Scott, still in first place. Dynamo Darrington, nice archer's reference there. Matthew Penny in number two. 44 Poo, Nat Ogle, he was there last year. We're not sure if you're a listener, Nat. Make yourself known if you are. Audrey Cameron, below pars in fourth place. Chris Charleston, things can only get better. He was riding high a while ago. He's in mm. fifth now. Andrew Marchetti, Ooh. he's in sixth place with Obi-Wan Kenobi Nil. Now, <laughs> sliding down to ninth place, Kerry FC, yeah. Kerry Warbis. Sliding even further, propping her up, Max FC, Max Warbis Mansfield. I think it's a combination of missing a deadline and everyone else doing really well above <laughs> Yeah, that's about the least points I've had ever, 55. What's your brother's name? Max. Oh, Sam. Yeah, Sam, yeah. sorry. That's not my brother, is it? That's my son. Yes. Yeah. My yeah. brother, he's Lads FC. Yeah, Lads, Lads United. United in 31st place, Sam Warbis. Followed by, in 32nd, Mimi's Angels, Mimi Warbis Ooh. Mansfield. And then below she them... hasn't looked at it since they started. Russ of the Rovers. Matthew Weir is underneath Mimi's Angels. Yeah. You're underneath someone who hasn't looked at it the whole time. I, I quite fancy my chances of going above her at some point. You will, yeah. I'm just going to say this. Ballad of Bowen at the bottom of the table. Emily. Emily Crew. If you're listening to this, get in there and change your team up. You've got a bunch of players that are injured. You've got Harland who's out. The subs bench are all like the walking dead. <laughs> They're all like <laughs> chronically injured on red. A really good incentive to sort it out is you'd go above Peter and Peter would be last. He got nine points last week. How did yep. you get nine? If Emily continues in this form, she will beat Peter because Have you seen Pete... Peter's team, dear, dear. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, my only fear is that this is going to kick Peter into gear and he's going to go in and use his wild True. card and try to... So I might edit this whole, all of this out so oh, no. Emily goes above him. It would be funny to see that he has tried to do it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, remember, there will be prizes for the top three, some little goodies for the top three yes. in that league when the season comes to a close, provided it's not Kerry or one of her family. It certainly won't be me. <laughs> you never know. All right, Kerry, mm. go forth and be spry, not... What rhymes with dreary? Spry, not... Uh, yeah, there aren't many things that do rhyme with dreary, are there? Weary. There you go. I'm dry, not weary, but I am weary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are very weary, aren't you? Yeah. I'm going to say goodbye because I muted myself during the recording of the goodbye on the Patreon episode last night and it just left Kerry going, bye. <laughs> and it was just... <laughs> silence from me so let me get it in right now thanks everyone for listening see you later have a great rest of the weekend and bye see you next week bye Hello. yeah i totally wasn't there at the end oh, <laughs> i don't know what happened like i must have muted my mic or something oh, silly billy